Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. We have things to say today. Hello, my name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Let's get into it. Oh, God. What's going on? I mean, there's a lot to get I mean, into here, Brett. On. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling defeated. I am past defeat and on to, I was defeated in the last episode. <laughs> whatever, whatever fan of ours keeps saying that if you slow down the podcast, I sound like a drunk uncle. Like that was the most ultimate drunk uncle Brett <laughs> last week. Um, I'm like, I'm like incensed. I just like, so I tweeted this from our damn account yesterday. I don't know how you can think. Let me back it up. Yeah. It's very easy to make fun of Nicole Franzel. It's very easy to say that she is in a position higher than Les Moonves at CBS. <laughs> that she, She's the mastermind. She's the puppet master. She's She pulls the strings that Raven pulls, that pulls on Alison Grodner, that pulls on Julie Chen, that pulls on whatever. Like, right. it's very easy to, to claim collusion collusion it was russia <laughs> collusion and it's very easy to make fun of nicole franzel and say oh uh production wanted this thing to happen and so they made it happen because nicole franzel like has has like compromise on people um i don't know after the type of hoh competition last night if uh, there's there's no more room for like disbelief there's no more room for oh it's a coincidence anymore i don't know how production can see what is happening in this house mm -hmm. and want to be the most diverse season and want to share the conversations between davon and kaser and want to do all the good things they say they want to do and have that competition on that night and i don't know how you have that competition and say we want anything else than we want the position, the, the alliance in power to win, that we want the white alliance to win. Because that was, by putting in that HOH competition, you were almost guaranteeing that. And it took a fucking Davon miracle to almost prevent that from happening. And what she did was a miracle. She was in four rounds uh, last night. She, Sorry, she, I keep ranting. I'm like, I'm so upset. I'm like... You should have heard the sound I made last night at like 10 p.m. when I was I finally got around to watching the episode. And I saw she got so close and she hit less or more, whatever button she hit. And I realized she hit the wrong answer. And I was like, I was so upset. Oh, it was heartbreaking. And yeah. it was like, I, I felt a, very, a numbness because not only did she lose someone who I think we're all rooting for. It would have been so, she's never been, she's never won anything. She's never been HOH. I was just like, I want her to get that letter from her daughter. I want her to win something finally, other than our hearts, obviously. And the fact, you know how personally this is very painful for me, Brett. The fact that she lost to Christmas, my big brother, Nemesis. <laughs> was it really personally? Like I had to, I had to numb myself because I can't, I can't feel that kind of pain right now. Christmas who never fucking got up to doing that competition once. Christmas who didn't do anything. She's been saying on the damn feeds for the last fucking 16 hours. Like I just got up there and I knew what I had to do. Bitch, you didn't do anything. Sorry, I used that word. I tried not to use that word. Bitch, you didn't no. use it. You didn't do anything. Bitch, you didn't do anything. <laughs> that is worth a bitch, you didn't do anything. <laughs> like, come on. That is driving me insane because that is so, it's so Christmas. Someone who's like, I'm sure is like, it's all about like positive energy and what you manifest. Like, oh, teehee, I just got up there and I, it, like the power of winning overtook my body. And I just knew that I had, that I had it in me and it was amazing. It's like you stood there like a dead fish and you're just lucky that Davon was like after winning every round, just so happened to miss that one. I was so, so sad. Uh, I am. So if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I know you do, Danny, because your fucking brain was meant for this. This pot, this competition, this. we do have some form of this competition every year where the winner of the round picks the next two people. It almost always works in the favor of the majority alliance. 
just numbers wise. The only always- thing, here's what I'll say. The one thing that everyone wants is like for people in the big alliance to show their cards. Yes, absolutely. So I could see, I'm really going out on a reach here. I could see them thinking like, this will show the cards. <laughs> but they should have done that like two weeks from now. Yeah, they, they should have done that two weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. they should have done, you know, that's, I understand that is one of the benefits. Like the battle lines are finally drawn in the house. It is finally on. Now that Kaser and Janelle are gone. Right. Cut to me fucking three weeks ago saying that Janelle and Kaser are like not even going to make jury. Like, right. It's over. Like the game is on now. Like you have people, you have, you have people kind of going after Danny. You have Franzel and Cody sort of outed as this sort of puppet master duo sort of thing. People are, there is a target on their backs now, even though they are very well insulated. Those targets are there now. It has been said in the open, even if this cast is too stupid and too chummy with each other and too worried about the after party to Franzel's wedding to act (sighs) upon it. Those things are there. They are out in the open now. I don't know if they're, again, don't know if they're going to act on it. Got that wedding. It's 3K. 3K for the hotel room. Right. I don't get, I'm, (laughs) I don't really understand wedding. I mean, wedding finances is a whole other topic that we could get into, but (laughs) save it it for the, save it for the the wedding pod. Yeah. Wedding pod. (laughs) But, um, to Julie, I am betrothed the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. To Julie, Ivy Wed. I want to touch on something that you opened the podcast with, which was like talking about how we make fun of the conspiracy theory of Franzel having like this magic touch over production and over like the big brother powers that be. And the recent happenings on the feeds, actually, I'm like, no. We make fun of it, but she does have that power. And you know what that power is? Being young, cute, and white. Yeah. I mean, I just like, it's hard because like, I think we kind of need to get into the spoiler section for me to really expand on this. Okay. But, but like the way Nicole is treated and gets to treat people in the house versus the way Bay and Daly get to, a uh, Bay and Daly, Bay and Day get to is like really interesting. And I've been I think thinking, speaks I, to it. I've been thinking so much of, about this earlier uh, all week is like, and I've been thinking about this heading into the season as well. We had two weeks of people making fun of Franzel as this like, puppet master and not just a puppet master in the context of a reality competition show like a global media firm puppet master who makes <laughs> casting decisions on behalf of Viacom like right. I just and it's so weird because she's like she came in in BB 16 and she's kind of this like soft spoken she's like oh, no, no. she's like training to be a nurse she's like lives in like up she's like a youper she like lives in like somewhere at the, at the top of michigan she's like yeah. she's like you know really kind of she's just on that like, tractor she's on that tractor yeah <laughs> i think her first intro package she was on a tractor and she's just you know like she was on a tractor this year she was back on the tractor damn that tractor it's just <laughs> it, it she seems like such a you know just kind of a subdued sort of person like i don't know what she's at Elena. Well, remember Elena? <laughs> like, yes. you know what Elena wanted? Elena knew what she wanted. <laughs> she wanted to be selling makeup on Instagram. <laughs> you know what Raven wanted? She wanted to be on House Ghost Hunters International, whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> like, Cody, Cody, we haven't talked about this. Cody's in a fucking Christmas movie on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> like, you know, like 19 days till Christmas or whatever right. like that. Like, I, lots of these people, their aspirations are not hard to figure out. Usually they're about fame and fortune. Sure. And Franzel doesn't even strike me as that kind of person. Like I I know she's a social media influencer now. Same for me. Same for me. But I'm like, am I missed it? Is Nicole Franzel's myth so powerful that like, she is all these things. She's, she's conniving. She's manipulative. And the fact that she's so unassuming 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, she tricked me even. And like people have been, I think, unjustly like saying, oh, she's like sleeping her way to the top. And, you know, like. Yeah, I hate that. Remember, yeah, exactly. Like, she, exactly. Yeah. You, you And I mean, but. So she kind of was like hooking up with Hayden a little bit in BB-16, hooking up with Corey in BB-18, and then eventually gets engaged to Victor from BB-18. It's like, is there something about her that like when you're in a – like you hear these things about celebrities, right? Or, or presidents. Sure. You hear about yes. like when Bill Clinton Charisma. walked into mm. a room in 1992, his <laughs> fucking – like every everything in the room stopped and everything – he became the center of that universe and politicians have it. Actors have it. Whoever has it. Athlete, I don't know. Yes. I, don't, I don't have it. Oh, Oh, you have it. You have it in spades, Brad. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> people have, you know, there's people have it. Like, is there something that I'm just not getting? She, is she like a cute woman? Absolutely. Of course. Like, but also and like, she doesn't even have a, like, when she sat down to vote yesterday, she like sits down, Granted, it's a couple minutes after Kaiser Bulls are up on national television. She's like, so fuck. She's like, oh, hi, Julie. I don't even think she said, hey, Julie. I think she just said, hi, Kaiser. <laughs> and then like, stood up and she was like, she wasn't Love even done mom. saying Kaiser's yeah. name. She, I don't think yeah. she even said, I vote to it. She just said, Kaiser. She literally said two words. She was like, up before she was, she was even done talking. What I'm trying to say is like, is when she walks into a room, are guys like, women like, oh, oh, oh my God. That's Angelina Jolie over there. Like that, <laughs> they must. That's, that's I think she does. over there. Like she has there, a power. She yeah, must. I'm just amazed by it because, as you said, unassuming. She's so unassuming as a person, and yet we, now we have three years of evidence that, like, she's something a great about game her. Yeah. But does she even know what she's doing other than just kind of? Comp- complaining to people well, that's and the like thing. playing the Does, victim card. And I hate saying the victim card because that brings up Cody, who the other Cody no, who I don't sure, want to sure. talk about. But like, it's just so, it's just unbelievable. But she herself might be unaware of her greatest power, which is the fact yeah. that like it, sure. it helps. Cause if we look at big brother as a, you know, as a social game and it's reflecting society, what greater power is there than being a young, cute white blonde? Who just like is unassuming. She's not controversial. She's just getting by. It's a powerful thing. I know it's like, and she, but she doesn't even strike me as the kind of like typical bimbo. Like, I don't no, know. I mean, no. to use that word. It's just like you cast a, I don't know, like, and you cast a Jessica who you married Cody, right? Like she's very attractive. She has like sort of like a sultry vixen. Beautiful. Sort yes. of. And now look. talk about charisma. Now there's charisma. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mean that as a rocketeer. I'm just trying to like, I'm, tr- I'm talking about, I'm talking about surface level assumptions of people, not in a bad mm-hmm. way. I'm talking about that. Like, you cast her and you're like, whoa, look at this beautiful woman. Obviously like Cody was into her and in the house, you know, you have, you cast these people and like, Nicole's the girl next door. Like, I, I mean, I think on that season of BB 16, like Amber wasn't Amber, like the sort of like beautiful, yeah. like, whoa, all the guys are going to be going after her. Yeah. Sort of woman, you know. But and- there's also the thing of, as you mentioned, charisma. Like Jessica, when she made a speech, whether it was a veto speech or an HOH or whatever, her when she was on the block, it was like you knew she was going to deliver. You knew she'd go after drama. She wasn't afraid to like be herself and and make a big make a big speech. And that was exciting. That was part of the whole package. Franzel's version of that is. I hear you didn't want to come to my wedding, so I guess you don't have to come. Okay, bye. Like, it's, yeah, it's just like, so lame. I know. <laughs> it's lame. And it's like, and like Nicole Anthony, you know, went through this whole transformation <laughs> and then like caterpillar, butterfly, and then back to caterpillar. Maybe truly a feat of biology. Yeah. Of like finding herself and coming in as like she's this awkward girl. She kind of, she looks a little funny. She talks with like a very thick New York accent, which is very weird. You see the picture of her. You don't expect that voice to come out of her. And she's like a, a preschool teacher. She lives with her parents. You can tell she's just a bit of an oddball. And then like she, she eventually owns herself. BB 22 aside. <laughs> it's like, it's like Nicole in like three seasons. Hasn't even quite like, 
grown into herself in a way, or like she's grown into this version of herself, and it's like she doesn't even know what it is. To your point, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know she's why we're talking so much about fucking Franzel right now. I like, know. An episode like, where she she's do actually anything. the least. She's honestly the least interesting part of like this past week, probably. Um, yeah, so should, should we back up just a little bit? Like, skirt, rewind. <laughs> yes, I don't know. So the first thing I have for the Wednesday episode, I don't even know what this is in reference to. I just wrote, shocker, Kevin doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> no, Kevin and David both are just, they are just, I mean, it is at this point a little amusing because I just have to accept my fate and like, well, this isn't the all-star I wanted, but this is the all-star I've got. Yeah, it's like Kevin and David is the alliance that knew too little. Like, mm -hmm. just they're like, it, yeah, they're Mr. Magoo, um, <laughs> the Mr. Magoo alliance. Um, there wasn't, there's not that much to Wednesday's episode. Like, good for Kevin for winning a veto. I will say, I'll give him props. Good for him. Absolutely, he's on the block and he won. Yeah, I he mean, cried. I think there's some interesting stuff going on with, with. The, the seeds of what's going on with Danny and it kind of starts with I, and, but I, I do want to kind of talk, I want to back it up because it's about the Slick Six, which is an mm. alliance that yes. theoretically exists between Bailey, Devon, Enzo, Cody, Tyler, Danny. Correct? Mm. Question mark? I believe so. <laughs> so <laughs> it starts with I want to kind of back this up to, it starts with a, a conversation, in my mind, it starts with a conversation between Bailey and Kaser. Kaser's trying to do his thing, save himself, whatever. Sure. Bailey's like, bro, I'm a kind of offended. I'm working with the Slick Six. You don't know anything about me, whatever. My instinct here was just like, Bailey, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is this even a, I, like, the moment you were Davon when head of household, Enzo and Cody are like, oh, Slick Six for life. Where do we get the tattoos? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, well, so we all just get matching cars. Should we just get like six cars <laughs> that are all the same with like Slick Six license places, plates? Like, but then we kind of have this thing where uh, later Devon is talking to Tyler and it's kind of about um, Danny. So, Bailey and Kaser, sorry, we're talking about like how Danny's kind of like, oh, ee. and mm -hmm. uh, they're talking to Tyler, and then Tyler is talking to Tyler's talking to Dad. Davon. Yeah, they go into the he goes into the head of household room, and Danny said, or, or I guess Danny was talking to Davon or Bailey at some point. And she's like, they want to have a meeting, and Tyler's like, who? And <laughs> because Christmas, I think, is there in the room. And yes, it, someone. I just sorry. Just I'm kind of saying all up. these things it's out hard. of order. Well, it's hard because like there are so many alliances, so much overlap, and so like honestly, I was impressed that Tyler even knew to be like, "Shit, we fucked up." Danny comes in and is like, "Ugh, they." I think meaning they and Day want to yeah. have a meeting later. Yeah, and yeah, then Tyler. I guess it must have been Christmas in my mind. It was someone else, but because I block her out whenever she's on screen. But that he was worried that that spilled the beans, and Danny like played it off very poorly and just like left the room. <laughs> so my really really horrible retelling of that sequence of events, which kind of occurred over the course of the episode, I think it's just me trying to. I'm just trying to like figure out is this slick six thing even a thing because. I, it feels like to me it isn't like I I'm worried for Bailey and Davon. Like I think the moment it's definitely not. It's I definitely mean, not, and and I feel like they were the two people like really trying to keep it as a thing, and it's like yeah, they were like finally we're in an alliance. It's a big alliance. We should yeah. be protected. Like <laughs> yeah, they they thought, and then if anything should put put this alliance into crystal clear vision, it's the way Hoh went down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but so, but I, continue with Wednesday. No, okay. The, the only other thing with Wednesday is the competition. Yeah. It's so, gonna be May. <laughs> it look, I was kind of surprised. It's such a weird veto competition, no? Yeah, it feels like I had a household competition. Yeah. Um, is, it looks uncomfortable. I, is 
is it's going to be me the correct in sync video to reference? Yes. Wait. Oh, really? No, it's no strings attached. No what's... strings attached. That was a that was the video. <laughs> I thought that was the name of the album because I, I was like, I feel like I'm getting this wrong here. They had from that album. They had bye bye bye. Of course, was that they the video had... where they were puppets, or were they puppets in all the videos? No, no, they weren't. Now I have to look this. Actually, up. maybe they were puppets in bye bye bye. No, they were running on the train in bye bye bye, and then it's gonna be me, and then. Yeah, they had a song called No Strings Attached that was on the album No Strings Attached. Hmm. Oh, hmm. I'm getting fact checked right now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean I see <laughs> Yeah, bye bye bye. They're they're on it looks like they're on some sort of locomotive. Yeah, it's a train. You'll have to get to us in the comments because we're too <laughs> old and out of touch <laughs> to understand the puppet master reference. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it maybe it is it's gonna be me. But um yeah, it is actually. You were right. Wow, you know NSYNC more than me, and I saw them in concert twice. No, well now it says uh, it says bye 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 on on some of these things that I'm looking at. Hold on. <laughs> and then there was Dirty Pop, remember that? Well that of course was not the puppet video. No, it is bye bye bye. No. I'm just going to play the video. I know we're going to cut this. I'm not. It's, it's I don't edit be this me. podcast. It's, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Press play on the video. It starts in the, in the store. It says okay. NSYNC is here. It's going to be me. What's the one where they're all in the haunted house? Where they're all That's what? Backstreet Back. I got it. <laughs> um. I'm, so back to this episode, speaking of. The kids so listening wins. to this are like, oh, is that the band that my mom used to listen to? <laughs> Childless millennials weighing in. degrees? <laughs> what? 48. Uh, what, what temperature do you guys use in, in, in Canada? Um, we are Celsius. So how did, how did 98 degrees go down there? Was that just <laughs> completely over? It was like, why are they, why are they almost boiling? 36 degrees Celsius. <laughs> just, well, if you're not 98, just bring it up to 100 so you can boil the water. Come on. Which, listen, I know we're so off the rails, but side <laughs> note, I read Jessica Simpson's autobiography this summer. Oh, my fabulous. God. Fabulous. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Summer's over. For, you know, summer's over. It's September, so I don't have time anymore. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else to talk about on Wednesday? No, I don't think so. I think we got to get into like the sad fest that was Thursday. Boy, was it ever sad. It's just like, can we get to the speeches? Like Christmas, Julie knew. First of all, Julie knew that Kayser was going to drop a bomb of the speech. Because you know, when else has the person in that chair gone first? Oh, man, I, I haven't even clocked that. I haven't even thought about that. So Christmas goes first because Julie's like, ugh, fast forward, let me mute this bitch. Like, I, I don't think Julie likes Christmas either, quite frankly. Chris, and- we, <laughs> we got to talk about Christmas later, but I, I want to talk so Chris- about Christmas later, but Christmas oh, not in this context. Little, ugh, she, she makes her speech and I cringe. <laughs> rhyme time shit. Full body cringe where she literally in the speech says, let's do what the HOH wants. I hate, hate, hate it. I, I love my favorite part at the end. Julie goes, "That was a lot of creative writing." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like, we're just like, oh boy, oh, that's that's like when uh, your child is like building a sand castle, and you're like, "Wow, it's a really big castle." And it's no, like, it's so like shit, there's always a te- there. It's sort of like Election, the movie Election with Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick and Reese yeah. Witherspoon. There's that student who like, why did this paper have to rhyme? It didn't have to rhyme, and the teacher's like, ugh. I guess I have to give you credit for it, but like, I hate you. That's what it felt like. Oh my God. I could never be a teacher. I know. Bless teachers. We love and appreciate teachers here. I think they should be paid six figures. Anyway, um, <laughs> then we get to Kaser's, Kaser's speech. And Kaser whips out that FBI hat. Oh, even yes. though we don't stand police enforcement. You dropped on this, this king. <laughs> He puts it on and he drops, he not only did he drop his crown, he drops some bombs. He's like, 
Cody. And he does it like you really have to give him credit. It's not, it's all game. It's all fun. He's like, your game sucks. Here's yeah. who's playing together. Cody's in a love triangle of an alliance with Nicole and Danny, which really pisses Danny off. And like, Nicole's like, oh, how dare he? Um, and it's like really scandalizing sure. to both of them because Danny's like, I'm married and have a child. <laughs> yeah, she even like, says like, it's disrespectful. And Franzel is like, <laughs> you know, like, fuck poor Victor. Like, I don't like... Yeah. Not to talk about Franzel's love life at all, but like, I, I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> seem like super exciting to me. And it's just like, they're so scandalous. Like, why would I, I would have never. And just to get she to see shook. those cold hugs later was fucking incredible. And Cody was also shook in his core. Oh, yeah. When he's like, oh, his eyes get really wide. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't know what to do. And it's like, oh I mean, because, like, let's be honest, I was happy he did this speech. I'm happy he left, like, wanting to blow up the house. Thank God. It really wasn't that crazy of a speech. But for BB22, yes. For BB22, that was a fucking atom bomb. And that's how soft these players are. They're so fucking soft and lame that this is the most exciting thing to happen yet. Like, it's, it's. All I got to say is like, you know, if Davon won, it would have been a great episode. And like, (laughs) goes to show like what kind of shitty episode season we're having when that would, would have been a great episode. But like, I mean, I was really feeling it up to this point. Because it's like, Kaser's done. Kaser's not calling back on you. (laughs) Kaser's fucking done with you people. He's done. And you know what? Like, you know, series, that's a series wrap on Kaser, Rita. I don't know. Sorry, I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. But like, what a fucking king. Yes. R.I.P. King. You came on in BB6, like you did well. You won that like fan vote thing to come back into the house. Came back in BB All Stars. Came back BB All Stars to like one of the most iconic players. Not, I mean, I don't think he's a great player. Like even even Salty Cody was right. Like you know, in his in oh, his no, video, yeah, like he's, he's always he's Mr. Pre Jury Kaiser. Like I don't care. He's one of the most iconic players, and like. This is out. He's not fucking playing. He's got a 2021 strategic roadmap to fucking look <laughs> yeah, at, right? Exactly. And I mean, there was a moment. Have your series exit and just be like, this is it for me. I'm out. Peace out, big brother. See you later. I'm never doing this again. I think this would be, I think that was a fantastic way to end. Yes, for sure. Being like, you know what? Let me try to give the people what they want. An exciting season. Yeah. He said it like, this is a boring season. It is so dull. And I just want to clock like there was a there was a small part during um, his interview with Julie where Julie was like, the fans voted you back in. And for a second, he thought she meant like tonight. Oh, and yeah. he was like, oh, my God. And she was like, no, 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 no. like 50, 15 years ago. And he was like, you could see him be like, thank God. Like, he doesn't want to go back in that house. He's got he is a homeowner of his own house with a gorgeous wife. And he's a small got kids, child. man. Yeah. And he has a thriving career in the fintech industry. Do I know what that means? Not really. I thought but it was I know biotech. that he's very successful. Oh, excuse me. Well, maybe. Biotech. I don't know. Who, who cares? He's got a fucking God that he prays to who loves him <laughs> more than us because we're fucking dying out here. <laughs> yeah. My choice of being an atheist has not gone over well. <laughs> so he's doing great. We stand forever. And now we're left with these fucking bozos in the house. Where this HOH comp, where I'm going insane because I'm like, oh my God, someone picked Christmas and someone picked Tyler because no one was picking them. And it just meant, and that just shows your cards. Like, pay attention to who's picking who, obviously. Bailey and Davon. Not getting picked, too. Yes, exactly. Like, Christmas made it... Christmas is actually... I mean, honestly, to give her her fair due, because as I always say, I'll give people their props. She's clearly sitting in a great position in the house. Nobody fucking thinks of her. (laughs) Yeah, no one cares about her. Like, is she going to win head-to-head against anybody? No. I mean, she'll probably beat David, but, like... Yes, David. (laughs) Or Kevin. Like, like two completely clueless players, but, like... Oh, by the way... Can we talk about 
David for a hot minute. Can I just <laughs> hit the rewind button back to Wednesday? Yes. So we're this fucking hanging puppets competition. David doesn't even know when to fucking lose a competition. Like, why oh, in the fucking world do you want to win this veto? Well, why? here's the thing. Here's what I was thinking. Why, why isn't Kevin saying, hey, I let you win. Just take me off. But why he... he Devin or David, Devin has a daughter. <laughs> David shouldn't want to be anywhere near this fucking veto right now. Like I know he, that's the thing with Christmas. You were just talking about and David, like they're all obsessed with these like competition stats to prove that I'm worthy here. It's like, who fucking cares? It's about getting to the next week and like not being on people's radar. Like you're in the final two, like just fucking lose, man. Like you don't want to be in the position because if you don't use the veto on Kevin, now Kevin's out for you. Like now Kevin hates you. And if you do use the veto on Kevin, then the people who you all want to work with are like, fuck, why the fuck? Did you, why? You know, Enzo will be like, why the fuck did you put me in a position where I had to nominate somebody else? Like there is not really a positive outcome from him from david winning that veto and like he's like gotta win for his own man manliness or whatever it's like come on dude I'm like he's just too, so clueless. I, i'm just too clear-headed in my thinking i'm thinking of like if i was kevin or david and i think i would know that i'm not in the massive alliance then i would see this as an opportunity of like listen we're on the outs. There's nothing else about it. So you, me, Day, Bay, Ian, and yeah. I, I don't know. One other person. We need to fucking band together. So take my ass off the block and get, and so that we're both safe this week and get them. Yeah. Get them to get blood on their hands. Mess up their little plan. Why, don't stop making it so easy for them. <sighs> Can we go back to Thursday? Can we talk about Christmas? I guess. This is like, this is like my hubris, like coming to get me because. You should be ashamed. Christmas fucking sucks. Like You manifested her on this. You summoned her from the depths of parking lot hell where she was ramming her car into the Yeah, it's like the end car. of Ghostbusters where he's like, oh, where Dan Eckert's like, oh, I thought of the, the marshmallow man. And that's the marshmallow man that attacks the city or whatever. <laughs> like, I thought of something and now it's the terror that is coming to get us. It's like it. I haven't seen any very, I haven't seen it, it too, it the miniseries. I didn't yeah. see any of it, but I imagine I, I, that's kind of what the monster is, right? It's like it comes their fears that they think about. That's yeah. what I've done with Christmas because, like, she sucks. Her speeches suck. Her, her she's just like just dropping just... off grapes and meat at the fl- at the floor of the Empress that is Nicole Franzel and Cody. Like, I thought she's going she to win. And I'm going to be right. You think she's going to win the whole it's season? Gonna be my great, it's going to be my greatest moment. Ugh. I just, like, I curse you for doing, for summoning that now. Here. Because I think I blocked out how much I really, really didn't like her. I remember, like, having a moment when you had her on her list. I was, like, thinking about her being in fights and thinking, like, all right, well, maybe she'll bring, like, unhinged drama energy, which we need. We so desperately need. All her fights are outside of the house. (laughs) Yeah, like there there is, she is such a little minion. This is the worst version of Christmas. I was hoping that this was just because she was on like anti, like painkillers last time. But no, this is just her real personality is she sucks. So screw you, Brett. (laughs) If Christmas, who got third place in BB19, Gets like second or third place again. Is she like one of the best Big Brother players ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> but it's like, it's sad because she is for new school Big Brother where literally all you have to do is like follow the leader and be as boring as possible. Then yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's great at not doing anything and just interesting. She gets first pro- first place. She gets and, and, and last night, talk again about like being born on third base and saying you hit a triple. Like, oh my god! I Classic. did it. I just like blacked out and I just won. I know what I had to do, and it's like literally 
you know, to, to state what we said at the top of the podcast. Literally did nothing. So um, here's the thing, though, Danielle. I'm leaving yeah. judgment at the door. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I had to go back to the door. Danielle. <laughs> What was Julie wearing on Thursday night? So I'm glad you asked that question, Beth, because I was so numb to the proceedings that I actually blocked it out. And even though I clocked it while she was wearing it, I have now forgotten and have to look it up <laughs> because <laughs> I just, I was numb. I don't know what to say. Like, I just couldn't take it in to tell you about it. So let me just try to Let find. me do it, Danny, here. Yes, okay. Because I remember it vividly, which is to say okay. I'm stalling because I don't even know how to describe half of it. She was wearing <sighs> a black slack with a sheer button-up. She looked like a she looked like a history teacher. Like, like a youngish <laughs> one, but she like, wanted to look professional. <sighs> It was, I don't um, know, it was like a oh, very Carmela Soprano oh, sort okay, of luncheon on, at the church sort of look. Oh my gosh, wow. This was, so this look, <laughs> forgettable. Long-sleeved, silk, or not silk, a chiffon Sheer. blouse with a black tank underneath with tight either leather or supposed to be leather, faux leather leggings with a nude pump. Her hair is down sleek with a heavy side bang. She's wearing chunky gold jewelry. Can you describe and, the pattern on that blouse? I mean, I have to zoom in. It's like uh, blue. It's brown. It's green. I don't even know. It's earthy. <laughs> it's an earthy. It's like, it's not an animal print. It's a wannabe animal print. Yeah. It's an animal that you, hasn't been invented yet. You hit it on the head. It's something Carmela Soprano would wear in season three of The Sopranos. Um, this look, based in, on the fact that I truly could not remember it until you brought it up and I had to go look up the picture, this look was a knot. Yeah, I hard agree. It was. Uh, it's a knot for me. Very, I don't know, just... Very like like parent teacher conference. Mm, yes, you know, and just like not and not at a chic school. At a chic school. Chic. Shit. <laughs> uh, um, guys, should we get into some spoily spoilers? Oh, also before the spoilers, Julie announces like, "Oh, there's a basement now, and there's oh, going to be three new powers." Okay. And she's like, oh, this could change the game. Like, as if, Julie. No. As fucking if. All right. So, spoilers yeah. if you don't want to listen. Goodbye. So, they had. So, okay, well, we know that. <laughs> so, we know that Christmas won. Great. Then they played the basement thing today. This, this morning. To, yeah. And, um, the only one I saw confirmed who said she won was Danny. Yeah, so I've got two of the results. I haven't figured out the third result yet. It might have happened. Okay. Um, so Danny won. There are three powers that were won right. today. Danny won the first one, and it, over the next three weeks, she can choose one of the outgoing HOHs to play in the HOH competition. Yeah, so, it sucks. She was really upset about it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad power, especially if you win HOH. I think it's lame. I think it's lame as hell when sometimes there have been powers that are like, you know what? I like, fuck you, HOH. I get to make the nominations now. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. It, it's not a bad power it, if you're HOH. I mean, especially for her, like, to because she's kind of in hot water. I don't know if she realizes yet, but like, if she has a good week with Christmas or whatever. And like Christmas is like, you're my girl or whatever. Get Christmas back in there. She's a comp beast. Yeah. God, this right? is the worst, worst possible timeline. Comp beast Christmas. All right. Who else won? So Christmas, comp beat Christmas won the second power. It's called the, the blocker. Timeline. For the next three vetoes, she can block a replacement. 
So I think basically it's post, if someone wins the veto, she can sort of pick a one person over the next three weeks to be safe from nomination in that post veto pre veto ceremony period. So it's basically safety for someone for the week, but you, you determine that person's safety after the veto competition is played. Okay. I don't know what the third one is. Uh, I'm really hoping day won it. You know, Memphis won it. Who? Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, you're right. He probably did win it. I just like, was seeing that day was acting really like calm and happy and good after the competition. So people were thinking like, maybe she won it. I don't know if she's been alone. Cause the only person she'd probably tell is Bailey. And I don't know if they've been alone and had the opportunity to chat about it yet, but fuck it's probably is Memphis. And he probably isn't going to tell anyone. <laughs> and it's just, like, just going to do something. And honestly, he's our best chance for anything, anything like sort of chaotic to happen. Any chaos, too. yeah. Because it'll be yeah. weird. It'll like flummox his own his own alliance members as much as his enemies. Yeah, it's like it could be worse, I guess. Like Cody could have won it, but uh, or Tyler. So here's the other little drama that I wanted to tie back into what I was saying earlier, where I was like, we need to wait till spoilers. Is that like? I've been reading all this stuff going on on the feeds today. And it's like, I guess there was a big fight between Bailey and Danny and Danny like got mad and threw vegan chicken nuggets. (laughs) And it was like a big fight, but it wasn't on the feeds. There's no footage of it. Wow. And, and it like, Danny was yelling at people and Enzo was telling Christmas, like, are you going to go talk to her? And Christmas was like, I'm not talking to her until she calms down. Like Danny acted a fool. Okay. Bailey also was involved in this somehow. I'm not entirely sure how, but Bailey was, and Devon were in the bathroom and Bailey was crying, talking about how like, it's not fair that she can't show any emotion without worrying about how it's going to be portrayed and how they're going to like take it. Right. All like, cause let's face it. It's these no, two it's exactly, women. Yeah. Stuck in the in the only black women in the house, stuck in this house with all Who these probably people who are fucking nominated. Them. Who are probably gonna be fucking nominated? Nominated. Yeah, they are. And it's like it's not fair. It and she's I, I this is what I was reading into it. And if I was wrong, let me know. But like I don't have feeds anymore, so it's all based on what I'm reading. But um it's like, why does Danny get to and I like that Danny had a tantrum. Like I'm pro Danny's drama and chaos and villainy. I'm loving it. Absolutely, wish, for sure. I wish more. I wish there was more. And that's 100%. the thing. It's so sad and sucks. And I just felt so bad for Bailey and Jay. David, like, sort of, I'm just like <laughs> so confused by it, so whatever, but I'm sure he has his issues too. But like that they don't get to even in this, a stupid context of like a reality TV show on CBS in the summer, they don't get to fully be themselves. And if they feel feel those emotions, like actually feel them and act upon them the way Danny will always feel comfortable doing. Or Nicole Franzel, like Nicole Franzel has a crying fit. Every guy in that house is like, oh, are you okay? Like, let me take care of you. If Bailey has I a ba- crying I fit. I baked you some he- cupcakes. Yeah, it's like if Bailey has it, she has to go cry in the bathroom with Day because she doesn't want anyone to see. Yeah. And they're probably all going to say like, wow, Bailey's really emotional. Like, yeah. I can tell. She's it's not. Yeah, it's like, it's, of course, it's subtle. It's much more subtle than like, than um, Jackson or whoever. But it's still a very real thing. And I'm sure it's a lot to, a lot to carry and a lot to deal with. And it just made me really sad for her. And like, we say this is a really tame, boring season. It is. And it just sucks. Like, it's it sucks in a lot of different ways. And I just felt really bad for her. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I mean, I, I can't believe it came to this, but it's like, you know, Danny also was the one who picked Bailey and Davon to go up against each other in the of course in the competition. Christmas is going to be the HOH that nominates both of them. It's just like you go to the you go to JokersUpdates.com or you go to the BB Reddit that says like just has the little everyone's headshots and um, you know who who's in what position. And you're like, that's not a good look. I don't want to <laughs> be. I don't want to 
Like, <sighs> you sure you're doing the right thing? You sure you're on the right side? You sure you're not the baddie if you're like the one who's nominating the two black women in the house? Like, maybe fucking take a look at yourself. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's I don't also- think it's a it's it, it's not ostensibly the decision isn't like outwardly based on race it's just like right look at the position that you're in and who you've chosen to align with and who they've chosen to align with and why you've always tried to keep that at a distance from yourself yeah and it's like people i see people commenting well bay and day are a very obvious duo and i'm like yeah because why wouldn't they be? They're the only two black women in the house. Like, even if they didn't mean to, even if it's like, like totally just look, it just happened. It's like, if it had been half a half, let's just say a half black cast and a half white cast, maybe there would have been more opportunity for people. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's still such a small percentage of the cast. But it's like, yeah, I'm probably going to be more drawn to someone who I can talk to about stuff like the way that Bay and Day clearly can talk about, yeah. you know, like in terms of how they're being portrayed and all of that. Naturally, that's going to bring them closer together. So naturally, they will become a duo. And yeah. it's sad that like it's such a it's only two of them, you know? Yeah. And like in this in a show where one of the strategies is to target pairs like you, you, you know. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It it's you know, this is this is what this week is gonna be, even if one of them wins veto. Like right. cool. Because then what the, the other one will go home. So yeah. it's just a it's a bummer. It's like this cast this cast just needed a revamp. It really needed better people. And I know we're ra- we rag on David, who is like the black male that they decided to cast. <laughs> I, I'm just like there, but this, the casting of this entire show and series has been so flawed. Like the fact that this was the pool to pick from that you had to pick David, who's <laughs> was on one episode, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, sad. Exactly. yeah. Like uh, we need more casers. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. And I don't, you and I obviously aren't like that schooled on um survivor but it's interesting how this most recent season of survivor played out where obviously there's like four there's been 40 seasons of survivor there's almost double the amount of seasons and casts of survivor than there are big brother and obviously there's like a rich alumni network there right and they're doing this Mm -hmm. all-stars season battle whatever the hell winners at war so obviously a lot of those people have relationships and and maybe this is me just kind of looking back with rose tinted glasses, but it feels, I don't know. It feels like even though people brought their relationships into that game, there was still very much um, a desire to, I don't know, play it, just play out the game, how, how it unfolded rather than where it, this it's like, everyone's kind of just sitting there with their arms folded and it's like, well, this is my friend. And I'm like, not gonna, yeah. I'm like, I gotta go to their wedding. I, I can't, I can't, it's it's tough. Like, I wonder, did people feel this way during the first all stars? And I'm like, no, first all stars was amazing. I rewatched it this summer, earlier this summer. It fucking ruled. It had backstabbing. It had flip flopping. It had like two guys thinking they played two powerhouse women Janelle evicting Dr. Will after they had a flirt man's all like it was great. It just Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that had a lot of that season had a lot of big guns and like, you know, chaos gun. Like it had Ka- Howie, who's like, he's doing <laughs> Howie things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolute chaos. You know, I, I know, yeah. When you have some loose cannons there, like shit happens, and there's like there's a few loose cannons, and every time they start doing something. Nobody even does anything about it, or people are like, "Well, let's let's strap that cannon down, make sure it's not loose anymore." <laughs> yeah, I obviously, guys, we are very depressed still. Um, should we get to questions? Absolutely. From Echo Polivka, do you think Julie will wear a mask at all this season? It infuriates me that people who have been essentially quarantined have to wear a mask, but she doesn't have to eye roll i know i totally agree with you it kills me she tells him he's the safest person 
everyone in that house is the safest person when it comes to coronavirus. Yeah. And yet he has to wear the mask. I hate it. I hate, I know they're trying to send a message with like the mask wearing and I get it, but I'm just like, anyone thinking like the host should be wearing the mask. (laughs) Exactly. She should be wearing the mask. I'm just like the finale night. It was going to be fucking 17 people standing on the damn stage with masks on and Julie's fucking doing her thing. It's going to be from zoom. You watch, you watch the NBA and the players aren't wearing masks. And when the host, you know, the sideline reporter asks the player, you know, after the game, what, you know, how, how did that go or whatever? Or like they talk to the coaches. It's the host who's wearing a mask and they put the microphone on like a stick. I mean, in this and Big Brother, they're wearing a mic anyways. Like it's the host who's wearing a mask and like the talent gets to be the talent. And Right. We know Julie is very talented. No, but Julie's like she's the not star. the whole, Yeah, she's not the fucking star. The players Julie are the probably stars. I bet Les Moonves is a COVID truther. Oh yeah. Um from Coco Zet, how can we insert new players in the house? Because the current guests are boringly unlikable. Great question and great way to describe them. Boringly unlikable. I mean, I would have been, I mean, hey guys. I know you all. <laughs> Are missing a little someone named Paul. <laughs> oh my god! What if they threw Paul in there. Oh what, my god! What would happen? Paul would what be would amazing. Happen? He'd fight with Franzel. He'd Push do a button all sorts and Paul enters the game. Um, from at X, hold on, X, we didn't answer the question. How can we get people? How do we inject how? more players into the game? Listen, clearly it's people are easy. upset. Oh, go ahead. A trebuchet. Or you literally, you go, you fucking get a plane, you get Paul, you get Josh Meatball, you get whoever, you give him a parachute, you rent a plane, you fly above Studio City, California, and they literally parachute into the backyard. Well, I was just going to say, this week had a wall yeller and apparently a plane, um, Mm. like a plane banner. Yeah. Um, so people are clearly, you're not the only one thinking this. People are fed up. From Explogan42, what could they possibly do at this stage to make the game less boring? It seems like a foregone conclusion that the rest of the game is going to suck. And what is your favorite nickname for the new HOH Thanksgiving? If Oh, he's, this is a lot of questions. Oh, God. <laughs> if, <laughs> let's start with the first one. What could they possibly do to make this stage, at this stage, to make the game less boring? I don't know, like make it so the people who are bad aren't HOH anymore. <laughs> but they, again, to my point, start off the show, they're not interested in doing that. They're not interested in doing anything other than actually keeping the bad people in power. Like everything they do is to do that. Yeah. And as the numbers become more and more out of balance, it only increases the likelihood that they will continue to get more out of balance. So eventually it'll be fun because they're because Danny and Kevin and Bay will all be gone. Mm-hmm. And David and Ian. And then like, okay, cool. Maybe like Enzo and Tyler will get into a fight or whatever. I don't know. Like maybe it'll get interesting there. But, maybe. Mm, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, the best thing they can do is, like, instead of trying to make this season interesting, which I just don't see being possible right now, is they need to focus on BB23 and start making those calls now. Start having those Zoom auditions now. And find us a cast of people who don't totally suck. Or who do fucking suck, but, like, at least they're going to be interesting. And, like... Yeah, who who suck in a fun way. A fun way. We need fun feeds, people, and I don't even have them anymore. What's your favorite thing, favorite nickname for the new HOH Thanksgiving? <laughs> Women. <laughs> God, Christmas. Um, <laughs> inmate number two, three, seven, nine, five. She hit someone that- with her car. Well, she hit her. <laughs> she hit the car, car with her car. Um, if one or both of you were part of this season, what would you have done differently to the house guests? Hmm, that's a very interesting, like, if we were the Davids of this season, right? Yeah, sure. That's a good way. Yeah, it's a good way in. Um, if we were the Davids, how would we have played this game? So I, I'm going to be totally honest. 
I think I would be like, we need to get Janelle and Kaser out just because I would be thinking like, if there is any kind of America's vote, they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and so we need to cut that off at the knees and get them out. So I probably would be thinking that to be fair. It's However, hard. Yeah, it's hard in the moment. It's hard when you're in there because you can't see what's going on. And as we saw in all the last few evictions like Nicole, Janelle, Case, like they're all like surprised by who's working together, even though for us it's extremely clear. Right. So I, I don't know. Like you would try I to just, get that gang together, but that gang can't work together because like you have Kevin who's like doesn't know who to talk to and just spills the beans to everybody. And then your fucking I, ass is on the street. Yeah, yeah, your ass is on the street. Um, I just think that I would be like a very chaotic player because I can't help but be honest often. And so I think I think it would at least be fun. Like I would be telling, I would be I would be calling a house meeting oh, every yeah. week. I'd want to call a house meeting. You should. Yeah, you should have a meeting every week. Yeah, just to get like. So that I could be like, let's all get on the same page here. You know what? <laughs> and I would, <laughs> what? I'd probably be, I'd probably be one of them. Or I'd be hated. I'd be like hanging out with Tyler and Cody the entire time. I would be hanging out with, I'd want to be hanging out with Day. And if I got any inkling that she didn't like me, I'd be like, ugh, I guess I have to go take my place and hang out with Christmas. <laughs> 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 Christmas is like, She's just such a robot that she oh doesn't seem to hate anyone. So I guess you could be friends with her. Um, who, this is from Zach S. Foster. Who from the majority could Ian or anyone in the minority convince that they're the bottom of the totem pole? No one. <laughs> Ian, I don't think maybe. I mean, Ian, I mean, Ian's kind of doing that already because he's like, he kind of has clocked what, what Franzel's doing, but he's like, I'm still going to work with, like, it's not, it's not worth it for me, Ian, to blow that up at this point. It's just worth it for me to have that information and make make the adjustment when needed, when necessary. Yeah, I I'm very I'm a little distracted because I'm disappointed with my answer for the question before. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I I just want people to know I think I think I would be a very fun player. I think you would and be too. Thank you. But I ended up saying I was going to hang out with Christmas, which is like my nightmare player. So I just want people to know I would be calling house meetings. I'd be throwing hinky votes. I'd be like starting little conversations. I think I would be like pure chaos and I would last three weeks tops, but I think it would be like a rollicking three weeks. Yeah. Well, it would be the best three weeks of <laughs> Big Brother Canada history. <laughs> you guys, auditions are going on now. Should I audition? Yes. <laughs> but you won't even be able to watch it, Fred. I'll figure out how to watch it. I will watch BB right. Canada if you're on it for sure. I like, here's the thing. So, all this will this become BB... the ultimate, like, Big Brother Canada podcast. Oh, the ultimate. Uh, there are all these commercials that play in between um, real US Big Brother, not real US Big Brother. And um, it's like, I must tell you, it looks pretty fun. <laughs> Big Brother Canada looks pretty fun. Isn't Big Brother might, Canada like really good? Isn't like everyone say it. it's really good? Yeah, people do love Maybe it. Maybe I should so, watch that. But this should just become a Big Brother Canada podcast and not a Big Brother US podcast. Right? Listen, if that's the way the world is going and the future belongs to Canada, then maybe we should just embrace it and lean in. Bonjour, Julie. <laughs> Hey là, Julie, ça va là? <laughs> that's how that's how Quebec. Oh my gosh, the Quebecois fans are gonna come after me for my accent. Oh, that no. is how they sound. Um, we don't guys, care. Come at us, <laughs> Quebecois bastards. Guys, we you know even though we're depressed and numb, we still have fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you for watching along with us and you know, trying to get through this absolutely disgusting season with us. Hor horrifying. Send us your cues Repulsive. and comments. Yes. And your tips. Like we love getting, <laughs> we love getting those throughout the week, not just when we do the episode. So at Hey Julie BB on Twitter. 
And we'll be back next week when more bad stuff happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. So much fun. Thank you, Danielle. Thank Good. you, Brett. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.